The game is over. Your Bucks postgame show starts now. Welcome to Bucks Talk. Insight, analysis, and your chance to sound off on the game you just heard. Now to break it all down, here's your host, Justin Garcia. Well, this is certainly not the result you had envisioned or hoped for. You knew this was going to be a possibility. Uh, We heard this, almost the caution from Doc Rivers before the game. I don't think it was uh, entirely what Doc Rivers was cautious about. There was a lot that went into this tonight, but nonetheless, an incredibly disappointing performance and a very, very disappointing way to enter the All-Star break with back-to-back losses after what felt like one of your best wins, if not your best, of the season, beating the Denver Nuggets in a game where Denver, at least for the first half of that game, was at full strength. Giannis looked unstoppable. And look, that's been the constant throughout this season. Is Giannis has been incredible. When Damian Lillard has been incredible, the Bucs have been very, very good. Damian Lillard has been good overall this season. And we've heard from Doc Rivers. We just heard again tonight. He has no lack of confidence in Damian Lillard and knows, look, he's not going to forget how to make shots. Your gamble this season was that Damian Lillard changes your dynamic in your half-court offense. We've seen that on a handful of occasions. But as I mentioned at the end there, uh, the road that this team has in front of them is the challenging part. I think at this point, we have to accept the reality. The Bucs are going to be either the three seed and potentially even the four seed, given the way teams like the Knicks have played. We don't know about Joel Embiid. We knew he was going to be out for about a month, and he'll be reevaluated there. Who knows? Maybe it's the entire season. Maybe it's not. The Knicks have added some reinforcements. They're dealing with injuries, though. But at this point, you're not catching the Boston Celtics. And I think I think everybody listening to this accepted that a couple of weeks ago with the way the Celtics have been playing and started the season. And that separation just kept getting wider and wider and wider. Well, now with 26 games left, you're nine games back of the Celtics in the loss column, even if you sweep the remaining games you have against the Celtics. You need them to go on a four- or five-game losing streak to catch them. And, oh, by the way, you got to win at a high volume, too. But to me, tonight, 26 games is still a decent amount. Time is starting to run out, though. But tonight, this loss seems like it it may have walled off any chance you had at moving up to the two seed for a couple of reasons, and we'll get into those throughout the course of the show. 855-616-1620 is the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. And look, I'm not going to say that this was not a bad loss. It was. This was not a good week for the Bucks. It started out very, very optimistic. You are never as good as your highs. You are never as bad as your lows. But you got to find where that spot is in the middle, and it just seems like there has been a lot of ups and downs this season, and they're still struggling to find that consistency. 
That is the goal. That's and really getting the dynamic version of Damian Lillard in the second half. That is the goal of the second half. We're, we're last third in the 26 games that you have remaining here. Uh, I'll, I'll get into those reasons again why it's it's going to be tough to even catch the Cavaliers and what that could mean as the three seed. I think everybody knows the two teams that are most likely or two of your most likely opponents, if you are the three seed, is potentially terrifying to a number of Bucks fans. We'll get into that conversation as well. Uh, some other news off the court. Nothing official, but there are some reports that the Bucks are apparently adding some reinforcements as well. We'll get into all of that, but plenty of time to hear from you as well. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight. It is your opportunity to vent about this loss this week, these last two losses that you've seen. Your thoughts on the first half. Your thoughts on what we need to see in the second half and realistic expectations, all of that on tonight's show. So again, the number to join us, 855-616-1620. We will get to all of your thoughts and address the calls next on Bucks Talk. This is Bucks Talk. Welcome back to Bucks Talk. One thirteen to one ten, the final from Memphis. The Grizzlies beat the Bucks. Two straight games where the opposition was heavily undermanned. It was a blowout against the Miami Heat, and this is a three-point loss tonight to a Grizzlies team that was even more undermanned than the Heat. Ten players out. Desmond Bain. John ja Morant, Marcus Smart, Jaron Jackson Jr., Derek Rose, Luke Kennard, Jake LaRavia, all of those names out for the Grizzlies tonight. But it was the GG Jackson show, and in the third quarter, it was the Zaire Williams show. So the the constants this week for the Bucks was two straight opponents that were down quite a few players, including their leading scorers. And two straight opponents that knocked down a lot of threes at a high percentage. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight. Let's uh, head to the phone lines and check in with Dick in Port Washington. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Dick? Justin, you're whistling past the graveyard. This was pathetic. We lost to a G League team. In fact, a G League team doesn't have guys on 10-day contracts, I don't think. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. You know, you, you, you're, you're worrying about catching the Celtics. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I am not. I said. I think all of us okay, kind of right. gave up on that weeks ago, but I just wanted to make the example of, look, this is where you're at there. Yeah. Forget it. You know. We're, we're either going to be the fifth or sixth team with the possibility of the play play in tournament. Um, we're old and slow. I, I'm starting to think Dame's falling off the ledge. Um, give give me any reason that you think there's hope that anything's going to change. We, we're not going to make it past the first round. Uh, okay, P- point to that we beat Denver. All right, big deal. They didn't have their main guard the second half. They lost the next game they played. 
read the Denver papers. They've got issues almost as bad as we do, you know? Um, the schedule is brutal. Dookie, two against the Clippers, two against the Lakers, two against uh, Golden State. Well, I, I don't know that the and Lakers and Golden State are the teams I would throw in there, but you got one against the Timberwolves, yeah. two against the Thunder, two against, like, that's the part of it. Yeah, okay, okay, pick anybody you want, okay? Give me a, some reason that you think we're, that there's hope, and I'll shoot it down. <laughs> well, well, then I what's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there isn't, there isn't a point, except well. our fate. You you still have arguably the best player in the league. That that's what you're clinging to right now. Okay. What what did, what did Memphis do with our best player tonight? Yeah, they, they, uh, look, they not let him score. Uh, I'm scored, okay? I'm, I'm not I'm not excusing I'm not excusing the result tonight. These are always okay, weird okay, games. Okay. okay. Yeah, he, he is. It's it's tremendous. How many balls did he kick around the other end against Miami? They didn't have Jimmy Butler. Uh, I this this face the facts. I challenge anybody to come up with a reason why they're going to be optimistic that we're not going to fall to the fifth or sixth spot and and get beyond the first round of the tournament. I don't think they're going to fall that low. Why not? Look at the schedule. Give me a reason why. I've 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 seen the schedule, Dick, and look. I know it's a tough schedule. I know they have they have frankly played like crap for the last couple of weeks. This yeah, team Are you going to let me finish? This team needs yeah, the break. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This team needs the break more than any other team right now. You don't have Chris Middleton. You're learning a new coach and a new system and it's clear that Doc Rivers has not had the chance to implement these things. You don't have a margin for error in the second half. I will grant you that, but they also need some time to evaluate these things and work on these things and their record against the best teams, albeit that's most of your schedule in the second half, they have still been the third best team in the league against those teams. So they have shown they can beat any team. Unfortunately, they have shown they can lose to any team. Okay, good point. I, I, I agree with you, you know, because I was in favor of Doc coming in. But, but you, you can't implement a new defense or offense that shoot around. You need practice time. Where is it? Look at the schedule. They're not going to get any now in this coming week. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be in Indianapolis coaching. You'll, Jonathan Dame are going to be Well, there. you're not getting any of this weekend. So they when, when are they going to practice? You'll, you'll get probably two days before the Timberwolves game. And that ain't going to help. Well, it's better than none, and they've had none for these last three <laughs> okay. weeks. Okay, that, that, that's where we are now. It's better than nothing. Wow. I'm sorry. I don't want. To, I don't. I hope I'm so wrong that I can. That I'll call up and I'll let you berate me for 15 minutes straight. But I don't think I am. I don't think, and I suppose we can check in with each other and hold each other accountable here. I don't think they're sliding to five. They're, I look. Right. They could very likely be four. I still think they're going to finish three. Okay. What about Indiana coming up behind? Well, and that's the thing. If you finish third, you're probably playing either the Pacers or the Heat in the first round. Yeah, but but what what if Indiana catches us and surpasses us? We're not. I don't. Off this I, I don't. In Indiana. I don't think Indiana is. It's, it's still look. It's the same thing we're saying about the Bucks catching the Cavs. 
And I know the Bucks have a more challenging schedule than the Pacers. Pacers' second-half schedule, though, it isn't on the level of the Celtics. It's, it's the same distance that the Pacers would have to catch the Bucks. Well, I hope you're right and that I'm wrong. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Thanks for listening to me and putting me up. Up with me. All right, Dick, we will uh, check in with you after the All-Star break. But that's where we're at here with back-to-back losses. It would be one thing if these losses were to a full-strength Miami Heat team. If you lost by three to the Denver Nuggets and your blowout win was against the Memphis Grizzlies. But I had mentioned you know, when Doc Rivers took over, that five-game road trip you probably circled the the Portland Trailblazers game and said, we should get this one. If we can split the other games, then we got a winning road trip, right? If we can beat Dallas and Utah. If we go one and three, we at least go two and three on the road trip. You lost the Portland game, you go one and four. On this homestand, it was the same deal. When you looked at the opponents you had, the Timberwolves, the Denver Nuggets, the Miami Heat, the Charlotte Hornets, and then you had this game against the Memphis Grizzlies in those five remaining games after an incredibly disappointing road trip. And yes, the numbers jumped up. Your defense looked better. The optics matched the, hey, I feel like this team is headed in the right direction. I know they're not, not winning games, but that will come. But you still looked at these five games and said, okay, you got to get that Hornets game and that Grizzlies game. Get one of the other three. And all of a sudden, you're talking about three and two. If you can get two of those, considering that four of the five are at home, a four and one homestand or, or final stretch going into the All Star break. And you got two of them. But you did not get that Memphis Grizzlies one. It's been 10 games now that Doc Rivers has been the head coach. It's been 13 games since the coaching change was made. Um, Look, it it didn't look great against Miami, and Doc Rivers had said part of that was our offense. I didn't think our offense helped our defense and vice versa. There were spots where it looked horrendous tonight. By and large, the defense has looked better, and that's going to be a tough sell given the optics of these last two games, and that's what you have left to sit with you in this All-Star break for a week now. But it has gotten better. And I have, I don't know if defended is the right word, but I've been quick to point out, look, yes, I, I understand the offense hasn't been elite. It hasn't been where we saw for the first, what, 40 games of the season. There has been some challenges there. But of these 13 games, you played three without Brooke Lopez. You played two without Damian Lillard. You've played, what, seven basically now without Chris Middleton. So that's part of it. But... It still persists. That's the tough part is you do need this offense to be elite, even with an improved defense, because all along the blueprint, the path is elite offense, good defense, better than league average defense. If you can do that, you can go pretty far. You saw the elite offense and the defense was nowhere near where you needed to be. And now what we've seen is the defense exactly what you asked for, but the offense nowhere near what you need it to be. Yes, the absences are a part of it. Um, 
But the longer it goes, the more you have to adapt. And, and that's why I say I don't think there's a team out there that needs the All-Star break right now at this moment more than the Bucks do to work on some of those things. It's not going to be a full week of, well, we're going to practice. We're going to do this. You also just need some time away, right? You need a little bit of a break here. When you look at the schedule the Bucks had, that road trip, two back-to-backs on that four-game homestand, it's been a lot for this team. So you just need a moment to regroup, to catch your breath, to work on some of these things and understand, look, we need that recharge now because it is a challenge with this post-All-Star break schedule. I am not denying that. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. We'll take a look at the standings, where it currently sits, the path for all of these teams, the Bucks, the Knicks, the Sixers, the Cavs. And also, I mentioned um, the reports that were out there starting earlier today, broken by Pat Beverly about a new acquisition, allegedly, by the Bucks. We'll get into all of that after this on Bucks Talk. You're listening to Bucks Talk. The Round Ball Repartee returns. This is Bucks Talk. One thirteen to one ten, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Bucks. A two-game losing streak heading into the All-Star break. It has um, not been kind recently to the Bucks. All the changes that they've gone through, and again, the process up until this week, the process looked much better. The results just weren't quite there yet. Um, at the time that you made that change. The Bucks were 30 and 13. They have gone 5 and 8 in the 13 games since that change. That is their worst stretch of play over a 13 game span this season. Um before that you would have to look at early in January when they had a pair of two game losing streaks. You lost two straight to the Indiana Pacers, then you beat the Spurs narrowly, then you lost two straight to the Rockets, and that home game against the Jazz where you were down by 33 points at one point. You put on a three-game win streak after that, and then again that embarrassing loss to the Cavaliers by 40 points, which you once again followed up with a three-game win streak. So uh, that's what we're talking about when we're saying you're just looking for that consistency this year. When you had your easiest part of the schedule, you were winning. But you didn't necessarily like the process you were seeing on a lot of things. Process may have improved for the most part over these 13 games. The results have to start improving, given everything you're facing here with this post-All-Star break schedule. Again, with this loss, the Cavs are now four games in front of the Bucks in the loss column. You have 26 games left. The Cavaliers have 29 games left. Let's say you can get to somehow 52 wins. You would go 17-9. I shouldn't say somehow. Let's say you get to 52 wins. You go 17-9 down the stretch. You would need the Cavaliers to go... Uh, 15 and 14. 
500 basketball. That's the type of hole that you have dug. And I mention this because you don't have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Neither do they. That's the good part. The bad part is when you start moving down the line for tiebreakers. And for years, the Bucks would dominate the Central Division. There were years where they didn't lose or would lose one game, two. Right now, the Bucks are 9-7 and seven in divisional games. You just have one game left. That is two weeks from tomorrow in Chicago against the Bulls. So you have to be worried about divisional record if you're focused on moving up. You need to win that game against the Bulls, and you need the Cavs to go 1-3 and three in the remaining four divisional games against the Pistons, Bulls, and Pacers. It is a very, very challenging road ahead, and that is a tough path. You are probably sealed at the number three spot right now as your ceiling. You're not catching the Boston Celtics. Four games in the loss column is a lot to make up just for those numbers we went over. Again, 52 wins. If you get to that, 17 and and 9, you would need to finish ahead of Cleveland without having the tiebreaker and likely not having the divisional tiebreaker. So I'll say it again. You would need the Cavs to basically go 500 at 15 and 14. They have been basically unbeatable since January 1st. Then you have to worry about the New York Knicks, who are starting to deal with a lot of injuries. I suppose that's the positive, is they're still playing without Julius Randle. OG Ananobi, who had been incredible since his acquisition, he is also out for a couple of weeks. They did add some reinforcements, however, at the trade deadline, bringing back Alec Burks and getting Boyan Bogdanovich. You do have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Knicks. That is the good part, and you are just one up in the loss column. Another reason why, man, you really needed this game to start to, to, to build up some separation, but also with the challenges of your schedule that you have remaining, you really can't afford to waste those winnable games. Third most challenging schedule left in the NBA. Post-All-Star break. It belongs to the Bucks. Opponent win percentage of 534. That is by a wide margin the toughest schedule remaining in the Eastern Conference. And if we look at it just by conference, the 76ers have the third most challenging schedule left, which is why, again, I don't see the Bucks dropping to fifth. I know we all want to, uh, to view the worst possible scenario even with that schedule, I don't see the Bucks dropping to fifth. I do believe they are going to finish third. The Knicks have the sixth most difficult schedule. Their opponents just above 500. The Cavaliers are right behind them. The Celtics, Nets, and Magic have the easiest schedules left, and just behind them are the Miami Heat. So you're probably going to finish where you currently sit. And that brings us to the next part of the conversation that is sure to induce anxiety. That is, if you're the three seed, what does that mean? Well, we said it's important not to be four or five because of the possibility of placing Joel Embiid in the first round of the playoffs because your second-round matchup would clearly be the Boston Celtics and then the conference finals against whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket. Well, what about three seed? The good part is you would get either the Knicks or the Cavaliers, you would think, in the second round. 
your first-round opponent, as of this moment, would be the Indiana Pacers, who beat you four out of five times this season. The Miami Heats also have a fairly easy schedule left, and they're only a half game back of the Pacers. There's a good chance the Miami Heat would be the sixth seed. And regardless of what anybody says, there is no team Bucks fans want to see any less than the Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs, given what happened last year and really given what's happened throughout the two franchises' history in the postseason, save for one year. I do believe you're going to see a different version of this team when we come out of the All-Star break because of that much-needed time off. It's not a lot, but because you're going to have some more time to work on things. It's not going to be some heavy installs, but you're going to have time to at least have practices. There is a sense of urgency. There needs to be a sense of urgency, not only for this team this season, but for the fact that, look, We knew coming in, your window is starting to close. You have to make the most of these years. A year where Giannis is in his prime and arguably playing like the best player in the league. So that is going to enhance the sense of urgency that this team faces. I pointed to the record against those top 10 teams in the league, the best teams in the league. Bucks had the third best win percentage in those games. The... The numbers with Giannis and Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez and Damian Lillard on the floor still remain very, very good. Those are the things that you point to, but at some point, you got to start to piece together that consistency. The other thing of note, and why I said I, I do think this team is going to be better in the second half, or look different at least, is one of the things that we heard from Doc Rivers after the game. We'll get into that and also the news that Pat Beverly broke on his podcast about a new addition to this roster. We'll get into all of that after this on Bucks Talk. The hardwood homilies continue after this. This is Bucks Talk. Does that change the way I think about the team and where I think we No, it doesn't at all. Um, I got a lot of confidence in this group, uh, but we're going to have to make changes as far as how we want to play every night. So that last part, I know he's, that's Doc Rivers, by the way. I know he's he's referencing, we got to play harder. We got to play smarter. But, you know, him saying we got to make changes. And you think about some of the other things we've heard Doc Rivers say. He was trying to get Pat Connaughton his confidence back, is what we heard after a game a couple of, a week ago. Um, we saw Andre Jackson Jr. tonight. And... You know, Doc talked about that in that, you know, I I just needed anybody out there that was going to stay in front of the ball. And I thought he did that. He did a good job at it. And you know, I really like him. He plays hard. He plays with the right spirit. Hearing him say that, hearing some of the other things, seeing the way that this team has looked defensively at times, again, they have looked better. But you every now and then still get some of those stretches and, and that big big piece that Doc Rivers said of, you know, we got to make changes as far as how we play every night. Just after that, he talked about the way that they started the third quarter, where he took a timeout 40 seconds in and, you know, said, on the first play, we gambled for the 50th time in the corner 
Guy drives. We have to help, and it leads to a three. We get the ball. We go back down floor. We get into our set, and two guys forget what play we were running. From there, we forget to get back on defense. That tells you all you need to know about where our head was at. We had half of our guys here. Half of them were already in Cabo. That is the challenge with this game. That you will see this throughout the league. Right? It's not just the Bucks that fall victim to this in your final game before the All-Star break. The problem is the Bucks this season haven't built up that goodwill where you can brush that off. They've had enough of these games. And especially coming on the heels of a loss, the way that you lost on Tuesday night by 26 points at home to, again, a team without their leading scorer. And to see that team then go back on the road and win the very next night again. That's the difficult part, and that's the toughest part to wrap your head around with what we saw tonight. I do think you're going to see rotational changes outside of the All-Star break. What are those? I don't know that it's going to be Andre Jackson Jr. all of a sudden becomes a staple in this rotation. I know that's what some Bucks fans are looking for. But again, with 26 games left, you got to find something that works. And I think certainly you're still searching for that defensively. The numbers will back this up. The four best players that the Bucks have, Giannis, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. You're still very good on both sides of the ball when those players are on the floor. But you need to find that bridge, right? We know the bench isn't set up to score a lot of points. That's what your starters are there for. Your bench is there to play defense and not lose the lead. And they have not done a good job of doing that this season. Now, there is some some help coming to that bench. I don't know how much it's going to help defensively, but it is going to make some changes, and it's going to make things interesting for your front court. And those rotations will get into that. The addition, allegedly, of Danilo Gallinari, who is reportedly set to join the Bucks after just being bought out and if that name sounds familiar, it's because that is the same Danilo Gallinari, who, granted, has not had the best season so far this season, but you may recall him shooting 40-plus percent against the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals three years ago. And I know that was three years ago, but he's a player, just as we've seen with Patrick Beverly, that Doc Rivers is familiar with, has been in some big moments, a lot of playoff experience, and can stretch the floor. So we'll get into that after this on Bucks Talk. This is Bucks Talk. That's all. Welcome back to Bucks Talk. So the news earlier today first broke by Pat Beverly on his podcast is the Bucks are reportedly set to sign Danilo Gallinari, who was just bought out. He had spent uh, this season most recently with Detroit. Now, you go back to the last game that the Bucks played against the Pistons. That was a big Danilo Gallinari game. He's 35 years old. He is six foot ten. He can space the floor. And I know whenever you think about a big floor spacing three-point shooter for the Bucks, 
you have memories of Mirza Toledovic, Nico Miritich, and how that worked out. The difference is, I don't know what the expectations are in terms of minutes and rotation for Danilo Gallinari. Again, the move is not official, so assuming that he does end up with the Bucks, I don't know what, what that'll be. It is going to be interesting to see how you find the balance between he and Bobby Portis. Um, he is a better shooter than Bobby Portis, and we have, interestingly enough, seen Bobby Portis's game shift more into the mid-range this season than being that catch-and-shoot three-point guy that he was in years past. Danilo Gallinari has a mid-range game, but he is a lethal shooter. The numbers struggled a bit this season. I don't know how much of that has to do with the spot that he was in in terms of the team that he was playing on, uh, certainly at his best in those years that he played for Doc Rivers with the Los Angeles Clippers in the 17-18 the season and the 18-19 season. He was in the 97th percentile for his position for three-point shooting that last season with Doc Rivers. Stayed close to 90% for the next two seasons in the year after the Hawks played the Bucks in the conference finals. He was still a very good shooter, 38% on his threes. Uh, then he missed last season after he had signed with the Boston Celtics and suffered that ACL tear. And this season so far, just 32% on his threes. He had been very, very good in the corners as well. But he's more of an above-the-break three-point shooter. The shot hasn't been there this year. Again, you're, you're looking at his time with the Wizards and the Pistons. In those Pistons games, six games albeit, but the shot looked much better. And I think the minutes that he's on the floor, assuming that he's on the box, the minutes that he's on the floor with Giannis and with Damian Lillard, he's going to have some open shots. In terms of defensive help, that's not what you're bringing Danilo Gallinari on board for. But, you know, as as, as a lot of you have pointed out, and I, I tried to simmer the talk a little bit, but it, it's, it, it has to be addressed at this point. The offense has not looked good. You got Giannis and you got Damian Lillard, and that's about it. Damian Lillard, again, 24 points tonight. Giannis, unstoppable, only missed two shots tonight. But you just couldn't find that consistent shooting. And as we have seen, on nights when Damian Lillard doesn't have his shot, you need somebody else. If that's Chris Middleton, if it's Malik Beasley catching fire, right? But it's got to be somebody. It can't just be Giannis. And that's what it was tonight. Six of 23 combined from Malik Beasley and Damian Lillard. You need more than that. So you got to find a way to get this defense consistent. I do think there's some credence to what Doc Rivers has said a couple of times, and we've heard Adrian Griffin bring this up too, in fairness to Griff, and that is you know, it works off one another. We have to be more organized offensively. You can't be turning the ball over, but you got to be running better sets, and we did see a lot of that early in the coaching change. It certainly slipped these last two games. And look, in Danilo Gallinari, you get a veteran, you get a floor spacer, you get an organizer. He's a very good passer for a 6'10 big man as well. A smart player and a player that understands the system that Doc Rivers wants to run. 
And as you get into this stretch with 26 games left, and again, you'll have some time to work on things, but it's not a lot of time. It may be two days that you'll have to practice and work on this. You just need players that are more familiar with what you're trying to do, that you can still let your stars be the stars. And Giannis and Damian Lillard can take over, but you need to surround them with guys that know where to be. And that's been one of the bigger challenges these last 13 games. 855-616-1620, the number to join us. Uh, we'll take a look at the stretch the Bucks have coming out of the All-Star break. Again, very, very challenging. We'll take a look at that after this on Bucks Talk. You're listening to Bucks Talk. Downtown. The Round Ball Repartee returns. This is Bucks Talk. One thirteen to one ten. The final score: Memphis Grizzlies beat the Bucks tonight. Uh, frustrating night. Frustrating week. It started out great. You beat the uh, Denver Nuggets, who were full strength for a half, and it felt like everything we were saying the previous week. Of yeah, I know the schedule. I know the results haven't looked great, but the process has. And then you could point to that win over the Denver Nuggets and say, "See, we're we're building to something here." And then came these two losses. Um, There are points like this for every team throughout the season. It is not to diminish the frustration. It is not to say that there aren't some areas of concern and pretty large concern at that. But this team does desperately need the all-star break, and they get it. But now it's, it's, it's like procrastinating on that big, big project that's due at the end of the year. You waited until the final week to accomplish it. Maybe you did, right? But you don't have a whole lot of wiggle room. You have very, very little margin for error, and that's where the Bucks are. They've shown these, these flashes and this, this progress. Again, with Giannis, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez on the floor the Bucs are still one of the best teams in the league by way of net rating with that group. They have the third best record in the league against the top 10 teams by net rating. But you're going to have to lean on that. And games like tonight, when you look at the uh, the schedule that the Bucs have left, Minnesota Timberwolves on the road next Friday. Then you head to Philadelphia to take on the Sixers. Sunday. Then you have two games against the Charlotte Hornets, home and road. But given where you currently sit and with that schedule that you have left, you look at the teams atop the the Western Conference, you still look at teams atop both of the conferences. You still have two games left against the Celtics. You have two games left against the Oklahoma City Thunder. You have one game left against the Timberwolves. You have two games left against the Clippers. You have one game left against the Phoenix Suns. Incredibly challenging. So games like tonight, going forward, you just can't have. I understand the adage of, hey, they they pay everybody. Both teams get paid. Players that don't typically play, they still get paid to play. You learn that tonight. You learn that on Tuesday. You've been taught that lesson quite a few times already. But those types of games going forward in these final 26 games – you just cannot afford to drop. Those two games at the end of the month, games three and four out of the All-Star break against the Charlotte Hornets, you frankly have to win both of those games. 
I understand the frustration. I understand the I understand the majority of you are very down on this team. And we've already heard a lot of doom and gloom. We heard from Dick earlier who, who thinks five or six seed potentially in a likely first round loss. Or second. I don't know. I, I don't want to put words in Dick's mouth, but he wasn't too optimistic. Um, and I've seen a lot of you saying the same thing on the text messages, on social media. I can't back, I can't talk you out of that, given what we've seen these two weeks. Two games, especially, I should say. Maybe it's hopeful. I choose to believe there is that version in this team. And and now it's on them to play that way, and it's on this coaching staff, it's on everybody to get that out of this group and consistently play that way. There are certainly warning signs there. Maybe not as many, but I can point to other signs in the other direction to say, look, when you have this group, things that we've seen defensively, the offense that we saw earlier, there are reasons to be optimistic. But unfortunately, that gets silenced quickly with these types of games, and you've now had two straight games of those. So next Friday night is going to be a big game because it is another big challenge for this team against the Minnesota Timberwolves. A Timberwolves team that I know you didn't have Chris Middleton or Brooke Lopez, they blew your doors off when they came to Milwaukee, or Damian Lillard for that matter. Um, but these are the types of games you have to consistently win. I know that I said the Bucks' third best record in the league against those opponents. You got to show that off in this second half. So I would caution you don't jump off the bandwagon just yet. Let's wait to see how this team looks moving into the playoffs. Maybe it's naivete. I still don't think they're going to slide as low as some of you have projected. I still believe this team is going to end up being the three seed. But the anxiety that's going to come with that, knowing your first-round opponent is very likely going to be the Indiana Pacers or the Miami Heat, is certainly going to be off the charts when we move into April. Our next game is Friday night. The Bucks and the Minnesota Timberwolves, a much, much needed all-star break. Get your mind off of this game, these last two games. Do something fun. Spend some time away from basketball, and we'll all come back recharged and refocused next Friday night. 9 o'clock tip. So a late one from Minneapolis, a 9 o'clock tip next Friday night for the Bucks and the Timberwolves. 8.30 is when our pregame coverage begins and as always, be sure to stick around after the game for Bucks Talk. We will talk to you then.